and just record a this podcast is blah 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 blah. This podcast is blah this podcast is for adults only. Is that what you mean? Yes. <laughs> this podcast is for adults only. If you are under 18, go away. <laughs> Someone from Australia made a donation uh, about a week and a half ago. You know who you are. I'm not going to divulge your name on the, on the air, but thank you. Uh, even though we're not doing a huge pledge drive right now, and will we later this year? I have no idea. But, um, you know, donations are still welcome. Go to mastercast.com and uh, thanks again. Last summer, we had uh, Brent McDuff on the show, and so many people wrote in to ask for Brent to come back that... Guess what? Brent's back. If you missed the first uh, time we, he was on the show, go back to last July and uh, you can listen to it again. This episode is just as good as the last one. More poetry. Brent answers some of your uh, questions that you sent in from the first time he was on. And uh, lots of less. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to the show. Oh, are you recording already? I'm already recording. Lame yes. only. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. But welcome back. I'm glad you... Thank I- you. I'm really excited to be back. I got, uh, you know, people sent me messages after that episode too, which was really cool. And a lot of people internationally, um, uh, Norway, Spain, a bunch of other places. It was really cool to hear back from people. Well, you actually, you, uh, you wrote down some of the questions they asked. We'll get to those in just a little bit. What have you been up to in the past? You said you've been extremely busy. Yeah. Um, yeah, very busy. Uh, just with, uh, I have like three semi-jobs, yeah. so sort of, um, you know, three semi-jobs equals one big job, so I, I keep I keep pretty busy with, um, uh, with uh, quote-unquote work, uh, so one of my jobs I travel for, and so I'm out of the, sometimes I'm uh, out of New York once or twice a month, yeah. and then, uh, so that keeps me pretty busy, and then when I get back, um, I, uh, I work at a butcher shop, um, uh, off and on. Um, so maybe once or twice a week, not regularly. I, I don't get, <laughs> I'm, I'm still an apprentice, so I don't get paid. I get paid in meat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is fine by me. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I get paid in meat. And, uh, so that way I can keep my schedule kind of flexible also. And then I started doing taxidermy out of my living room. So I've been working on that. <laughs> Well, let's start with the the butcher shop. <laughs> what is an appropriate payment for eight hours of work in meat? Um, I mean, I get a, I get a, uh, a, I'm allowed to take home a certain amount of meat per day, uh, usually like twenty dollars worth. So I can put that towards whatever. That's pretty good. Whatever I want, it's fine by me. I mean, you know, I take I take home stuff and I'll eat it that night, or I'll I'll save stuff for later. So whatever I want to pick up that day, it's usually something that I've worked on myself that day. That uh, way, so you I get feel to appreciate yeah, it. exactly. That's I get to good. appreciate my work, and then um, uh, otherwise, whatever I think looks good, or uh, you know, sometimes if there's stuff that's not going to get used, I'll I'll be able to take that home. Uh, one day we got a uh, we got a whole lamb in and uh usually everything is cleaned out of the inside but um the uh the processor uh left the heart in so i had this little lamb heart and they were just gonna chuck it and i was like eh, i'll take it and right. so i <laughs> took that home there are people who are just cringing right i know now, but... i know it's uh, it's terrible i have a lot of um weird guilt around it's not weird i just have actual guilt around meat um 
uh, because I'm a huge animal freak. Mm. I love animals. Uh, and that was part of, I think, what made me interested in being a butcher is because I do eat meat mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure I was being, you know, ethical about it and doing it right. And knowing where it comes from. No, exactly. It's yeah. responsible. People today are uh, not extremely connected to the food that they eat, yeah. uh, especially when you go to the grocery store and you just pick up something that's, uh, you know, in the in the packages in the grocery store. Uh, you know, people have very little connection to that. And I think we're, we're getting to a, a point where people are getting reconnected to their food and it's become, you know, sort of en vogue, which I think is really cool. It's yeah, yeah. great. But this is the least kinkiest part of the show. Those are I know. Who are- well, actually, I mean, I, I actually I wrote something about all this. Uh, you wrote a poem about for today. Yeah, I literally because the last the last time we spoke and I read you know a couple of my poems, I was like, God, these are all really old. I need to do something new for these guys. And so I I literally finished this like about an hour before I really? I came up here today. And this is specifically and it's about not- yeah it's it's a, yeah it's called, the title of the poem is the butcher. Well, let's let's hear it. Okay. All right. We'll start there. Um, All right. So this is called The Butcher. I've got a fetish that's not so obscure. Lots of folks are into it. I'm not the only one, for sure. It started when I was young. I used to eat it raw. I'd masticate till I got bruises all along my jaw. I like to feel the blood on my tongue when I bite down good and hard. I like the way my kitchen smells when the air is filled with lard. I love meat. I love blood, bones, brains, skin, guts, and heart. If I have to kill you to eat you, then I'll eat every part. Please don't get me wrong. I'm all for animal rights. But just look at my teeth. I was literally born to savor fleshy delights. And I believe every animal deserves a happy and healthy life, right up until he's under the blade of my favorite deboning knife. It's terrible, and I feel bad. Eating meat should be taboo. But I so love the taste and the way it feels to chew. I've only ever dated vegetarians, so decode that, Freud. Perhaps it's my primal way of filling up their void. If I could press a button that would make me eat only greens, put it in front of me. I dare you. I'd press it by all means. The problem is I love animals, but I also love meat. Those poor piggies aren't asking for it. They're harmless and sweet. If only I could put people on the business end of my stunning cash knocker. Then, without guilt, I could fill the hooks in my beautiful meat locker. I can see it now, and it sounds just divine. A herd of apathetic, moronic humans walking down my slaughter line. They're destructive and overpopulated. I should begin without delay. The world could use a few less people if you were to ask me, anyway. I could keep young people in cages and feed them greens, nuts, and butter for every meal until they become the perfect example of tender human veal. I'd treat my herd humanely, though, while still making them supple. For instance, if one had a lover, I'd cut their throats together as a couple. It would be expensive to ensure they each had a healthy diet, but it would be well worth it for the flavor. Don't knock it till you try it. I love this idea. I think it's a real winner. So come on over to my shop, and I'll see you for dinner. <laughs> if, there was a, if there was an audience here, there would be, you'd hear a huge uproar. <laughs> I remember you mentioning that you only really date vegetarians. Is that by choice, or just happens to be? It just kind of happens to be, but I'm totally tickled by it. I, I love it. I, it makes me... Because, I, I, like I said, I'm a guilty meat eater. Um, so I feel maybe a little bit better... 
uh, having a partner who's a vegetarian. Yeah, it out. Yeah, right. a little bit. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so it makes me it makes me feel a little less guilty. How do you how do you do that? Because I have vegetarian friends who would never. It's almost like they would never date a Republican. Right. They would also I know. Never yeah. Exactly. Date a meat eater. How do you sell? How do you? You must be a very good person at I know, selling it, especially someone who's such a voracious meat eater. Yeah. But um, well, luckily uh, the uh, the the women I've dated have been, you know, not not. Military. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to say that type of vegetarian, right. but they've been. They, they it hasn't bothered they've them. Been forgiving. Exactly. Sure. Yes. Uh, I'm the same way though. If I could, if I could. Get away with just eating vegetables. I would. Yes. Oh, yeah. If I could, if I could press the button, I would press it right now. I would yeah. be a vegetarian. It would be great. Yeah. Um, uh, but I just, I can't do it. I feel like I'm addicted to drugs. You were it's born like this a, way, is what you yeah, were saying. I know. It's not a choice. I know. I. Right. It's true. Right. It's true. I had no choice in the matter. Right. Uh, it's. This- I immediately after finishing this poem, I contacted my friend who's a lawyer, and I was like, "Can I read this? <laughs> is this?" <laughs> uh, well, this is the type. Of, I was listening to. It, I was like. There might be a day when I'm when when I'm standing in front of uh, you know in front of some police officers and they said you didn't suspect anything <laughs> when he read you that poem you didn't think hey maybe I should contact the authority see something say maybe, something yeah. <laughs> you don't think that's something uh, yeah you're gonna come over to my house for dinner one day and right. like uh, I'll be like oh yeah there's ice in the freezer and you open right. up the freezer and it's just a <laughs> right. uh, if, if I do come over for dinner I'll have a safe call. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. All right. Just in case. <laughs> did I detect, or maybe it was just for the sake of humor, uh, which you did do very well, by the way. Did I, detect- yeah, I hope. I hope it was funny. <laughs> did, 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 was there a hint of a switch in there? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I think. I mean, there are definitely people who would just laugh uproariously if I was like, "Yeah, I've got my toppy moments." But I do, mm-hmm. uh, you know. They're they're few and far between. But I I, I definitely do, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, being a butcher is almost a little too viscerally satisfying. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think about that, uh, you know. I it's uh, and I know that there are people who have like cannibal uh, fantasies yeah. and things like that. And it's like, uh, of course, that's not something you can ever really play out. Yeah. You know, you can play games and that's fun. But uh, but yeah, I definitely do have uh, a little a little bit of, of a toppy tendency just just every now and then. Uh, just and not certainly never out just uh, just at home. Well, when you were here last, it was almost like um, we, we talked about how early on in, when you moved to New York, it was kind of difficult to meet people for play. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it, when you were here, it sounded like you had, you, you had some partners, people mm-hmm. you would play with. Yeah. I imagine now you sort of have a Rolodex. Do you have a Rolodex? No. Well, or, or a giant address um, book, like, hmm, what are the mood for tonight? Or, or is it, am, am I just, <laughs> well, no, no. Well, first of all, I love that you said Rolodex because, uh, my friends and I, we use Rolodex all the time, even really? though, Rolodex, you know, it doesn't exist anymore. Right. And there are so many other things that are more up to date that we could say, but we still say Rolodex right. and it just <laughs> makes total sense. I know. And it's it, ridiculous. I, it's ridiculous. So, first of all, address book. What's wrong with address? Yeah, there exactly. Are apps called address book. Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, you could have just said app or something. Yeah, right, well, right, I don't know. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I do really appreciate that you just said <laughs> Rolodex. Um, uh, but, um, I do have I do have friends that I play with. I haven't uh, I actually haven't been out in a while, but I do have a couple of uh, 
just a few people who I I really trust to play uh, because I do like to play rough. Yeah. You know, I've I've I know people who enjoy, you know, a little light play and that's fun and I love that. But if I really want to want to play heavy, then I've got just a couple of people who uh, who I trust to play with. Well, this is this brings up another question because I was never there were people that I would occasionally play with, mm-hmm. but I, it was always occasionally because I would never approach them to play. Right? I would never because I it, it would just I, I wasn't I don't know if confident enough. I feared rejection too much or something like mm-hmm. that. Do you approach people to play those those close friends? Like, do you say, "Hey, I'm kind of in the mood for X." Right. Uh, do you feel like doing this or is um, this something that kind of happens? No, certainly not even as much as I would like to. Right. I mean, uh, if it was up to me, I'd be sending out calls. Like I'd be sending out text messages right. every 20 minutes, you know, like, do you want to play? Do you want to play? Mm-hmm. Let's go play. Can we? Can we? Hey, can we? How's it going? Hi? What's going yeah, on? Yeah. Let's go play. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost insatiable when it comes sure. to that. Right. But, uh, but no, if it's, you know, the right time and the right place, then uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there. You know, I, I won't be so direct. You know, I, a lot of the people that I play with, they play a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, you know, and it's certainly a lot more work for them yeah. to be dishing out punches than <laughs> right, it is right. for me to just stand there. Sure. You know, I, I recognize that people play a lot and, you know, if they're not feeling it, they're not feeling it. But um, I'll, you know, you do have to ask sometimes. It's uh, so such a... I know, it's gut-wrenching. I, I hate it because even, even now, I'm in a relationship and even now... It's still hard for me to say, so maybe later, someday in the future, yeah. before, yeah. you know, the next presidential election, if you're feeling, if you're, if you, <laughs> if you're feeling like it, right. I'll be game for, you know, yep. it's just horrible. And I know the things that she's into that she would say yes to all the time. You know, uh, I know that if I said, if I said, hey, can you please X right now? Or do, yeah, can yeah, do yeah. That? I knew she'd say yes. She'd say yes in a heartbeat. But yeah. There's just something about, even when I know the answer, it's so hard to say it. When you, when you. At the same time, I know people who are quite the opposite, submissives or bottoms who will just say, hey, what do you, you know, what do you say you spank me right? or whatever? Mm. They're just right. Come right out with it. You know, see, and for for me, like, that's that's great that they're able to ask for it. But for me, that almost uh, it's not the same. Like, I don't want to ask. Well, certainly, I suppose that's just regarding specifics. Mm-hmm. I would never ask for specifics. Mm-hmm. Certainly, if I'm in a. A, a certain mood and I'm, you know, like, I'd really like a single tail this time. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe I'll ask, you know, would you like to play? And then, you know, if you want a single tail, that would be great. But, you know, otherwise I'll leave it up to whatever they want to do. Yeah. If they want to play, that's good enough for me. Uh, but yeah, there's certainly things that I, you know, my favorites that, you know, I'm always sort of looking, looking for. I'm, a, I, I like, I like really heavy play. I like, um, a lot of impact play. I don't like little things. Like mm. I don't like pinchy little annoying play. I like. <laughs> I take I, that pinchers. Yeah, annoying mm, pinchy little pincher. yeah, uh, like clamps and stuff. Like yeah. I don't like any of that. Um, uh, I I want like fists yeah. coming at me. You know, like the kind of like the kind of beat beat up you'd get like in the back of an alley or something. <laughs> like I want. <laughs> Fists and boots and you right. know everything and. Uh, I'm wondering if the reason why you don't say specifics, or you might hint at specifics, is right. the same reason why I wouldn't hint at or why, why I wouldn't do the same. For me, I I wouldn't do it because I didn't want to limit them or feel like make them feel like oh, they were limited to sure. say, because I thought yeah. if they're in, if they're in a, if they're in the mood for 
X, I don't want to say Y, because yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know, they might just say, well, he's only in the mood for Y. It helped me in the fact that it gave me more options, you know, than as opposed to if I said, hey, I'm only, I'm only interested in, Rip. you know, bondage right now or whatever. Rip. Then it, it didn't limit the other person. But at the same time, I would rarely get the exact play that I was really hoping for. Rip. Right. Another reason why I wouldn't say, because it's also kind of, it was almost like there's this weird psychological thing for me where if it takes away the aspect of being taken or, or being mm. put into something that not that I don't want, but it's, I, I, I love the idea. It's just what they want. Yeah. And I'm just along for the ride because I'm just an object for them to use. Of or course. Right? Yeah. And so that was the other thing of being not mentioning something because then, uh, th- what if they're only doing it just for me and not for them? Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, that, that's huge for me. Yeah. I, the, that's, one of the reasons why I barely say anything is because if they're not really feeling it, yeah. then it does nothing for me. Yeah. I, I need to feel their enjoyment on the other end yeah. because if they're not like really, if they're not really into it, well, why, you know, don't, don't do it just for me. I like the feeling, but I like it more that you like it. Yes. Yes, exactly. That, that's, you said it and much better. And this is why you're a poet. The- <laughs> So <laughs> it reminds me of a, of a play party uh, I went to with uh, a friend of the show. Troy Arlene's did this. She uh, she would have these. Uh, I can't remember what she called it. Card party. What the hell did she? Oh. Hmm. I'm sure I'll, I'll go back into the, the episode and remember what it's called. But basically you would write down on a piece of paper uh, or on, on your little name tag. The things you wanted to do. Your five things that you were up for. Oh, okay. And uh, someone at the party would, if they come up to him and said, oh, I see you're, you are into bondage. Right. Uh, you know, I'd love to be tied up. And if you, if someone came up to you and said that, and if it was on your list, you had to say yes for at least, I think it was five or ten minutes. And you would do that activity for five or ten minutes. You had to do the activity. Right? Oh, okay. If someone came up to you and asked you, yeah. you had to do that activity. And then after like five or ten minutes, if if you wanted to continue... Then you'd say, well, do you want to continue or whatever? Then you could continue or you could just say, I've had enough of this. You know, or maybe they would right. say it nicer. Right, right. I've gotten my... <laughs> that was great. This Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And move on. That way there's no awkwardness of sure. whatever. There's no pressure to do a whole hour long Yeah, seat. yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, and I really was amazed by how... how I was really amazed by how that worked. But also because she wanted... To have a play party where everyone played. That was her big I was thing, right? just going to say that. There are so many play parties where people don't play. And right. it drives me up a wall. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and so, you, but you've had the experience too where you go to a play party and no one plays? Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, uh, I'm very thankful for the scene. I've met a lot of really great people through the scene. Mm-hmm. I've met people I've dated through the scene. I've met uh, people who have been really long-term play partners. Um, but... Uh, you know, and if I make friends with, you know, the people who I've made friends with through the scene, I hang out with them outside of the scene because mm-hmm. they're my friends. Yeah. Uh, when I go to a scene party, uh, I do want to see them and I do want to catch up, but that's not the reason why I'm there. I right. can go hang out with them and catch up other, otherwise, yeah. you know, I'm there to play. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there is a part of me that's like a little disappointed if I go to a party and I don't play. And, uh, but, um, but you know, it's, it's a mix. It, it is fun to go to the parties and hang out with your friends and, you know, everyone's dressed up all fun. And, uh, I never go, I never go to a party with the expectation of play. You know, it's great if it happens. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I want 
to play when I go to a party, but I never have the expectation yeah. of playing when I go to a party. But it sounds like you kind of in, do you go to mostly public parties or private parties or what's your a little bit of both yeah uh, yeah a little bit of both but I mean like I said I, I haven't been out in a while yeah um, I just uh, yeah I've been I've been busy and I've been a little uh, uh, I don't know I don't want to say bored but yeah uh, a little uh, uh, used to the scene a little too predictable maybe that maybe that uh, I mean. Uh, you know, when it comes to my the few play partners I have, you know, I'd really like to see them more often and yeah. play with them more often. But, uh, you know, just like anything in New York, it's yeah, yeah. difficult to get together for anything, you know. So, uh, but and, you know, that's where the parties come in handy as being a, you know, a space to play. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I live very far away from my play partner so it's not like hey can i come over hey do you want to come over uh, you know it's uh, you know it can be pa- kind of a pain in the neck yeah. so uh parties you know act as a good middle ground to sure. meet up with people and also you have the opportunity to see multiple people and, exactly right? if someone spots you maybe they've seen you around maybe they've wanted to approach you mm-hmm. but for some reason didn't feel they wanted to approach you to play mm-hmm. what's the best way for someone to approach you to play Oh, um, I mean, uh, you know, just a, starting off a normal conversation, just like a regular, hey, I've, you know, seen you around before. Uh, I really love your sock garters. I get that. I get that a lot because right. I always wear sock garters. Yeah. And um, uh, so then it's just, you know, a nice, simple conversation from there, getting to know them and how they got involved in the scene. And uh, I don't know. I don't know that I would play with someone who I hadn't seen play before mm-hmm. or who I didn't know. Uh, but, you know, I'll sort of make that judgment call um, depending on the on the person and how we're hitting it off. Just, you know, just on a regular person-to-person, normal conversation sure. type basis. Um, but um, otherwise, you know, I'm always up for play. And if, if uh, you know, if maybe I'm unsure about them, I'll say like, yeah, I'd love to play, but you know, let's just do this and this or something yeah. like that. Then, something then light or something. Right. Here. Exactly. Then I might suggest something more specific or something that I'm not, you know, worried about, you know, like I'm not going to let someone single tail me who I've never seen. Right. Of course. Or, of you course, know, right. but, um, uh, so depending on the person and, uh, you know, how well we get to know each other. It almost sounds like you're speaking from experience of having made bad decisions about that. Um, I, you know, I've certainly, I can't say that I've ever played with someone who I have later been like, oh, that was terrible, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, um, but uh, I've certainly, um, I, uh, there was, <laughs> I was the recipient of an accident once, total, total accident, mm-hmm. um, uh, that had to do with um, a little uh, a little knife play, and I didn't know that there was a knife behind me, and uh, so I moved a little bit, and I got cut on my ass cheek. Like deep? Uh, a little deep, yeah. Um, it didn't hurt at all. Yeah. I honestly did not even know that it happened until I heard, uh-oh. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the one thing you never want to hear. I know. You never want to hear I that. know. Um, so you just backed up into it? I, I don't know what happened. I think there was, uh, like, I was being hit with something, and I just, I just moved, you know, flinched from being hit by something. And then, uh, so I think it was just kind of a, a quick, 
um, slip slip of the uh, slip of the butt. Yeah. And um, and I got and I got cut and. Uh, and then, you know, I heard the uh-oh, and then, uh, you know, just a couple seconds later, I could feel something Ugh. running down my leg, and I was like, eh, that, that might be blood. And yeah. uh, so then, of course, everyone in the room's like, oh, boy. And oh, so God, that's just, no way. Then it was like, it was like, okay, all hands on deck, and, like, they, you know, they patched me up and everything. And, you know, it was fine, but it's still, you know, just kind of a, a lesson in... Uh, Whenever and this is this is a, a pro tip. Whenever you accidentally cut someone, right. the one thing you don't want to do is freak them out. To- oh, because God, it just yeah. gets the blood going further, and it just right, straight- right, right. I'm a very kind of chilled out person when it comes to you know blood and you know that kind of um, play and things like that. So luckily, it didn't it didn't really bother me at all. I mean, later uh, a friend of mine who's a nurse checked me out and she was like, you probably should have had stitches for this. Uh. And I, I, I'm probably lucky that it didn't get infected, but uh, it honestly just didn't bother me in the slightest. But, you know, you really just can't assume that about anyone. So you've got to handle the situation appropriately and make it not a big deal, you know, like, unless it is a really big deal. <laughs> but either way, the way you handle it is everything. Like, okay, just like you said, um, I cut you you're going to be fine. Here's what we're going to do. Move on. But uh, that's uh, do as we say, not as we do. Was the, home, was that, home listener. <laughs> was that the only time when you had a mishap? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I do. I have uh, the uh, woman who I referenced earlier, who's uh, just a phenomenal player. Uh, she and I have done, you know, some stuff that she's never done before that I've never done before. And so we, you know, I really wanted a, a black eye. And so we played around with that. And, uh, I mean, it was crazy. It was a little scary for a minute cause the whole one side of my face just like ballooned up. Uh, and you know, you don't do that with one big sock to the <laughs> face, you know, one big clock to the jaw. It's, you know, a repetitive, uh, small, uh, small punching, you know, not away, you know, away from the eye. And so, you know, there's a, a lot of common sense and anatomy and, you know, shit you've so, got to know. There's but, a lot of people who, when, when they hear, there's a lot of common sense that you need to put forth when you when ask someone you to punch are, you in the eye. Exactly. And give you a black eye. Give a black of, eye. Right. I know it does sound, it, yeah, completely counterintuitive. Uh, it, it does sound crazy. Where did this come from? Where did the desire to have a black eye come from? Oh, I just think it looks cool. What the funniest part was, I've got a uh, I've got a little four year old niece, and uh, I was uh, I was picking her up from school a lot. Um, she didn't she didn't have a full time nanny yet, so I would help out whenever I could. And uh, so I was picking her up from school, and like I've got this big black eye, and like there's all these, you know, schmancy downtown folks at their expensive uh, private school picking up their little kids and. There's yeah, there's Uncle Brant picking up uh, <laughs> picking up his niece with the black eye and um yeah, so I just felt kind of yeah, kind of. So what, did anyone say? I mean, what did no, say? no one, no one, no one said. My well, my sister, well, yeah, my niece asked, you know, said like, what happened? And my yeah. my sister was certainly a little freaked out. Did, you, um, did your sister know that you're? No, my I think she probably has suspicions. So um, did, your sister didn't say what the hell happened. She she did. She and I I think I made up like one of those really ridiculous lies. Like, oh, I fell on a doorknob in the ocean uh, with the there were sharks and you know I just made up something. <laughs> you mentioned that when you were on the show last, 
Yeah. You had a lot of emails and questions from people. I did, yeah. I got some questions, which was really cool. Um, and some people are a little, when they when they look at their episode on the Massacre's website, and if there aren't any comments, they think, oh, nobody's interested. But people don't really, that's not how people, I mean, how many times have you gone to the WTF podcast page? You probably almost never have gone. I, I have never right. gone. <laughs> right. Could, <people laughs> yeah. Absorb it differently. So. Yeah. Uh, but what, I'm curious, what are some of the email, what are some of the questions that uh, you got? The, uh, well, the two Biggest questions I got were um, the the because I I sort of talked I talked about play just sort of vaguely in the last the last time I was here but people wanted to know more specifically the type the type of play that I like um, uh, and I think that had to do like a little bit with uh, you know being trans if there was you know a certain type of play that just because of my body was really off limits mm-hmm. um, and that has certainly evolved with. Uh, you know, my top surgery, now that I can have my shirt off mm-hmm. and I'm excited to have my shirt off, uh, that's really, you know, opened things up for me in terms of like, here's a new play space. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's been really exciting. But uh, I think I, I touched on it earlier, actually, when I was talking about how I, you know, prefer just heavy, uh, heavy sort of impact play to, uh, you know, anything kind of small or pinchy, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. Um uh, and not to say that I don't like toys at all, but you know they uh, they're a little seasoning on the uh, <laughs> on right, what right. I really enjoy. Sure, yeah. Um, and then the other question I got was um, why I'm not on uh, testosterone, uh, which you know has a lot of answers. But basically, I will be. I'm just eh, it, it hasn't been uh, at the top of my uh, my to do list. Um, I'm still you know, handling legal changes for name change. And, you know, that means I've got to do my passport and my driver's license and my, you know, like all of that crap. Um, So that's just a pain in the neck that I want to get through. Uh, But as far as tea is concerned, I do want to do it. But again, I I travel a lot and going out of town, I want to make sure that I've got, uh, before I start, I want to make sure I've got a few months where I'm not traveling is it uh, wreak havoc on? I mean, are, no, like, just beca- just because I'm so. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm so, uh, and it's actually gotten a lot better. I guess you could call it immersion therapy. But I'm terrified of needles. Oh, really? Um, not so much terrified anymore. I just don't like them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I used to not even be able to get like you know an inoculation like on the side of my arm. Now you know I can handle that. Uh. Giving blood would be my biggest thing. That I still haven't gotten over with, uh, you know, like on the inside of my elbow. That's just such such a vulnerable yeah. like spot. That's my only like really like squicky like. Uh, no, I was, I, but but at the same time, getting walking backwards into a knife in the form of play, no, not a problem not a whatsoever. Problem. Now, if you were playing <laughs> and someone like pricked you with a needle while playing, yeah. Well, I ha- I have uh, played with needles uh, once or twice before. And did it still have the same effect, or because it was in the context of play, it's a different thing? It was the first time I played with needles was just mortified. Like I was just crying yeah. like a little baby. Me too. And uh, oh man, I uh, but. Since it, it has since gotten better, that's my immersion therapy right there. Um, they're still not my favorite. I mean, again, it's just like the antithesis of like pinchy, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's um, and the thing, it, what really upsets me is that I really enjoy blood. I really enjoy blood, uh, but uh, you know, it's and that's like the best, safest way to 
do blood play, but I just don't. I don't like There's needles. Just something specifically. No, I totally. I'm, I, I've never been afraid of needle needles, mm. but there was something about needle play that just was like the cold. St- oh, oh, oh. Yeah. But I, I was thinking that maybe the solution, uh, if you really want to be comfortable with needles, is to somehow mm-hmm. incorporate it with. Play and so well, that's that, that's this is why I want to be in town for a while when I do start is because, um, you know, obviously I'm gonna have to be comfortable giving, I have to give myself a shot every single week, every week. So that's not something I'm entirely thrilled. You don't have to do it every week, you can do it every other week, mm-hmm. but that means your hormone levels are gonna spike and yeah. fall, spike and fall. And so if you do it every week, then you're giving yourself a little less and it's a more level, you know, it's in your system a little bit more regularly without spiking and dropping and troughing so much. Uh, So I would want to, despite hating shots, I would want to be doing it every week just so that it was a, you know, an easier transition and easier on my body. Um, But that's why I want to be in town for a while, because I want to make sure I have a couple friends that come and learn how to do it also so that I have kind of a, a, a group of people who are willing to give me my shots. Um, and you know, whether or not I, you know, if I can sexualize that experience and turn it into play, great. Otherwise, yeah, exactly. Bonus. If, um, otherwise, if I just have a friend who's willing me to willing to give me a shot, great, because I just, I don't know if I'll be capable of doing it to myself. I know. Uh, yeah. So, um, so that's probably, that's, that's the number one reason. And then after that, I just want to, um, you know, I, first of all, I want to tell myself, I'm going to try it for six months. If I don't like it for some reason, I can always stop. Uh, and then kind of take it every, you know, six months at a time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's strange because right now I know what's going on with me and this is a new thing, you know, it kind of, it, it can mess up your skin. Uh, you know, basically you go through puberty again, and who wants to do that even the first time, mm-hmm. let alone twice. So, uh, you, uh, you know, messes up your skin, your voice will go funny and that I'm also a little concerned. I would love my voice to, to drop. I would love that, but I'm also kind of worried about how it will affect, uh, you know, if I, if I like the way that I sing and talk, mm-hmm. um, and then also, you know, as we talked about before, my head of hair is really extraordinary uh it is it's 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 majestic um and god forbid i lose one hair on my head i'll just stop immediately and for those people who uh i mean you can see there's a photo of you on the masochist website right there's one uh but i don't think maybe the next photo for this episode yeah your hair was meant to be riding on the back of a stallion and if you're connected to it, then that's fine, right? But like, I'm saying, riding bareback on a beach, yeah. you know, something. Yeah, it, it's very. It is majestic, mm-hmm. is the word, right? A lion's mane is what yeah. you referred to. I think last time. Right. Um. But but so testosterone can you can lose your hair? Yeah, you it, lose your hair. Yeah, you get. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can get a. You know, just like guys do, sure. receding hairline, thinning hair. Um. So. Uh, that's, I'm certainly nervous about that. <laughs> so this is here's a here's the dumb guy question. Yeah. But it does it does just grow muscles on you. Just like really? a weed. Like you'll just wake up one morning and they're just there. And if you exercise a little bit, I mean it's Really? It's just it, well, so I mean, I'm, I'm I am excited about that. So you, the muscle tone, that's something you'd like? 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not looking to get ripped, right. but uh, it would be nice to have some muscle. Okay. <laughs> Currently, I only have muscles in my legs. I I don't know how the rest of my body moves around <laughs> with the amount of muscles that I currently have. Uh, I mean, I am a I'm a scrawny I'm a scrawny dude. Um, uh, so that would be nice to have a a few muscles. <laughs> um, well, speaking on behalf of scrawny dudes yeah. everywhere. You know, it's not the end of the world. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't I don't have a problem with it. It would just be fun right, to be sure. able to I'm do a push up. If you can get a double dose, we, we can take it right, together. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I can just you know, you can give me one of them. Um, uh, okay, so muscle tone. What else? Uh, muscle tone, your voice drops. Which you and even are if, kind of iffy, you're like yes and no about it? Yeah, I mean, well, no, I'd be really excited about it because that's a real indicator for other people. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the thing is, it's, it's sad. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable with me now. A lot of what I'm looking for is not necessarily for me. It's for other people because after I had my top, like, you know, after I finally realized I was trans and, you know, I cut my hair and I, uh, and I had top surgery and, you know, I'm out like wearing a tie and a suit and, you know, someone calls me like miss or something and I'm, I, it's just devastating. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, do you realize what I have done? And you just called me miss, and yeah. it's just like, oh, it's just so painful. Yeah, uh, that that oh man, that can just really. I, suppose, just... I never thought of that. I mean, I always thought uh, having friends of various orientations. If, if someone screws it up, right. Well, it's, it's them being an idiot, but I guess you're right. It's almost like, hey, do you have any idea? Right. Yeah. What, what I have what gone, gone through. through. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and and that's the thing. It's like, you know, friends, obviously, you know, they know. And mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm if i meeting someone new and they're, uh, you know, un- unclear or they do uh, slip up accidentally, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, in a polite, uh, you know, manner. I don't want to make them feel bad. Sure. Um uh, and a lot of people think what's really funny is a lot of people think they're doing the right thing. Like, oh, you know, I I know you're wearing a tie and you have short hair, but I I recognize that you're that you're you know I get it. I recognize that you're female, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be true to your female self. And it's like, oh no, it's the opposite. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like well, it's a- <laughs> that's an interesting question. How do you want someone to find out about that? Do you understand? What do, they, do you just want someone to say? What uh, word do you want me to use? Um, or well, that's the you know that's the uh, if someone is and you know a lot of people don't know to ask like do you have a preferred pronoun yeah. or is there like if they're unsure and that's great if they do like that's awesome that that uh, makes things easy and quick and over uh, but if they if they just assume. Uh, and their assumption is incorrect, yeah. then I'll just, you know, politely um, tell them later. You know, obviously, I don't if it's a group setting, I don't want to embarrass anyone. Yeah. And but that that can be tricky. I, in fact, I, I recently uh, made friends with a new group of people. And uh, even though we've, we've only hung out a few times, I adore them. Like mm-hmm. they're great people. And I, I wish I had gotten to know them years ago. Um, but. So that was a new thing, you know, going to these parties and meeting an entire group of new people. And, you know, some people who knew would be using the right pronouns and other people wouldn't, but maybe mm-hmm. they would catch on to yeah. the other people. So you kind of have to, like, see what happens. And then if someone is repeatedly using the wrong pronoun, you know, I'll, I'll whisper to them, like, hey, you know, I, I use male pronouns, yeah. you know, if that's cool. Which, you know? <laughs> which is a pain in the ass for you to have to do. Yeah. I mean, would you, you rather... Know. 
I mean, yeah, it just it it would be nice to just pass more easily. I um, uh, the funny thing is, I've never had a problem in a men's room uh, ever. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, in fact. It's so much easier for me to go into a men's room. Like, I, I stopped using women's restrooms and locker rooms a long time ago. But uh, it when you go into a, a woman's bathroom, and it's not just because I, you know, I even looked different at the time. But even when I had long hair and, uh, you know, you go into a, a ladies' room and all the women are always checking everybody out, looking everybody up and down. What are you wearing? What kind of bag do you have? So, at, but you go into a men's room and it is like blinders it's city. It's about getting as far away no from one, possible. Exactly. Because the other person. That's the whole point. No one's looking at anybody. No. I, I, I feel like I could go into a men's room wearing like a clown suit. Yeah, no and one would notice. No one would know. The only thing <laughs> is, is that if you are, if you're in a stall, yeah. this goes for stall or urinal, mm-hmm. If you're, if you're in a stall, and if there are, let's say if you walk in, there's there's four stalls, mm-hmm. uh, and you you probably already know this. I'm sure you know this, but I'm just no, saying I, this for I the I want to hear it. Let's hear it. If let's say if I if, if there's pro stall, pro tip one two pro tip <laughs> one two there's four stalls. If I now if no one's in any of the stalls, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick either the one to the far left or the one to the far right. Right. So if I go into the one to the far right, the next person in, and there are guys who don't know this. Mm-hmm. If I go into the far right. Your job when you walk in, go right. to the far left one. Oh yeah, as far, as away, far as away from everyone. I have yep. a coworker who <laughs> is from, is from another country, from another land, ah. and uh, he one of his things is he pulls his pants all the way down when he stands at the urinal to go to the urinal. I have heard tales of these people. And I've never so seen one. You walk into the bathroom <laughs> and you see this guy's ass just hanging out. <laughs> Make it even worse. There are at my job. There are there are three urinals. Mm-hmm. And then four stalls. So naturally, you, you if you if you the only person in the bathroom, you don't pick the middle one. You pick right. one of the go side, on the end, yeah, one of the side urinals. He will go if you're standing at one end. He will stand right next to you. Oh, that's pull weird. his pants all the way down. So weird. And, and it's like what the uh, what the hell? It's so weird. It's just yeah, you don't do that, and you don't talk. Um, this is one oh. thing that women talk. You, they will talk oh, to each other. Yeah. No. If even no. if you're out of toilet paper, yeah. just suck it up. <laughs> Sorry. No. You're the one person who can who can speak to this because uh, I've heard conflicting information. I I yeah. I've been to. I know both sides know now. Both sides. <laughs> uh, female public bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Filthier than men's. Aha! I I'm excited you brought this up. I I think they are. As filthy or worse than men's rooms. Because of the hover? Because of the hover. Because of the hover. You've you've heard it here, folks. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. This is it. We broke scientific ground. Yeah. Um, you know, and I feel like uh, you'll still get piss on the seats in, in men's rooms, too, because they'll just go into the... Because even if there are all... Even if all the urinals are open... Guys will still go into the stall. Some, some will they'll go leave. The stall. They'll leave the stall door open, maybe. But I think they like having the you know the sides higher and more you know more protection around them. But they'll still just like leave the toilet seat down and just piss all over it. But, but oh, even at work where you have like a limited, I can almost <laughs> understand if you're in the Starbucks and yeah. the, it's all the seat's already filthy and you don't want to touch it. But if you're at work where it gets cleaned every night anyway by the janitorial stuff, right. I'll walk in and I'll have to sit. Mm-hmm. And this is my want. And I walk in, and there's piss all over the seat. And yeah. Like, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "What the hell? Yeah. We're not living in a society anymore. You know, that's yeah. it. You know, that's for me. It's, it's, it's all breaking down. Entropy. Right. You know, and it's just, 
horrible, horrible, horrible. Well, clear. I mean, you already. This is the. This is the great. You've already clearly have mm. shown that you are a much better guy at being a guy in the <laughs> men's room than most of the guys already. <laughs> Not most, some, obviously. <laughs> you know, there's some bad seeds wherever you go. Right? Sure. Um, Rotten apples spoiling it for the bunch. Bad seeds. Yeah. Bad seeds. Yep. Uh, were there any other questions you you had, by the way, from people from those uh, were the those were the two big ones. I I did have a, a friend of mine just said, "Why didn't you talk about your sweaty hands?" Which I thought I was like, "Well, there, it didn't come like come up." And and she's like, "Well, aren't there people for like with that have like things for sweaty hand people?" And I was like, "I don't know, maybe." No, these sweaty or clammy or no, no, these are sweaty. I have I have Palmer and Planter hyperhidrosis. And it is chronic sweating of the hands and feet. It's just the palms of my hands yeah. and the soles of my feet sweat nonstop uh, since the first grade. And I th- always thought it was normal and then eventually realized it was not normal. And it's it's a real pain in the ass. Like, certainly there are worse things that could be wrong with me. But this is certainly the most annoying thing. Well, but, but, and like, when you say, well, let's, let's find a degree here. Sure. When you were a kid, could yep. you still go on the jungle gym? I couldn't go on the jungle gym just because I had no arm muscle. As <laughs> well, no. Like, could you hang? I I would I would get they would slip. Really? They would be pr- kind of slippery. I mean, I my teacher noticed it because I would whenever we uh, would have to write something, I would get the uh, paper all wrinkly from my sweaty hand, and she just thought I was nervous about like taking uh, quizzes okay, right. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't really click for me because that was just my natural, like, stasis. Is this – but it can't be so – I can't imagine this is a trait that it's so bad that when you're going to go out on a date with someone, you have to kind of tell them, look, hey, there's something you got to know about me. I, I mean, I don't break it like that. But if we do get to a point where, like, we're going to hold hands maybe right. or if I'm going to do so- anything with my I, – I usually do have to say something because they are – you know, they're – always freezing and they're always sweating right so it is just uh, it's just annoying and terrible and uh i actually last year i had um and i'm gonna do it again it's not cheap it costs about a thousand bucks but uh i got botox injections into my hands which talk about needle phobia i mean having needles uh, like i i I can't even uh, tell you but it was like my hands were almost blue with how many different Mm. little uh uh, little, uh, yeah, well, they put, you know, like a little pen mark where they're going to inject you Ugh. and it's just covering your hand. And it's like even the little paddy tips of your fingers and thumbs. Uh, and, uh, so they just inject your hands with a lot of Botox and that stops the sweating, but only for about five months, five months for a thousand dollars. Yeah. But let me tell you, it was worth every penny. Yeah. I mean, it, it's incredible. You know, I, uh, feeling someone's skin, someone else's skin was just, it was like I had never touched a person before. At the end of this episode, I was going to ask if you wanted to join my, I was going to start up a new business of piano movers. Oh, can't that would can't now it would be yeah it would be very like acme warner brothers like they would just slip out of my hands and fall down 20 stories right onto wiley coyote or something yeah <laughs> right well we'll have to think of a different i'll have to think of some other different you know business yeah, venture there, that we could I, go into. um i was um i was doing yoga for a while with uh, a friend of mine and there were some positions that i just could not hold because i would just whoop, like then we're done yeah just exactly go. my hands just whoop, right right out from under me <laughs> There's got to. I mean, this is. I mean, I'm. So, I'm sorry. It's uh, you know. You know. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's not. Could could be worse, but could be better. And I hope you don't think I'm making light of your. No, no, no. I think it's hilarious. It's the most ridiculous. 
I don't know, ailment condition that someone can have. Who knows? Maybe maybe, this might be, you know, you know how uh, in all comic books and superhero movies, it's it's a bad thing at first. And then somehow they use it towards their advantage. Maybe there's a way you can fight crime with this. It well, you know, th- that being said, when I do play, that is one of my if I'm I can slide out of things pretty easily. That could be part gangliness, part sweat. There, yeah. there, I think this is a superpower <laughs> and not a... How attractive am I sounding now? My gangly, sweaty. <laughs> I have great hair. The rest of me is a mess. That's not true. That's not true at all. Um, the, so, uh, did you have another poem, or did you just have another? Did you? I do. I do have another poem. It's also. It's also kind of dark. Uh, I mean, the other one. You know, the other one. I think is funny, but it's also kind of morbid. This one's also a little funny and a little morbid. Um, yeah, sign me up. This is. I'm already on board. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, this is. It's also. It's a. Uh, uh, it's an homage to a couple different um, poets and styles of writing uh, and. Uh, uh, just a couple themes and things that I enjoyed, so I could just kind of put it all together. Uh, but this is called The Story of Annabelle, Me, and the Sea. My darling Annabelle was a crewmate of mine. I fell madly for her when I saw her coiling line. She wound the rope like a snake charmer, and I fell under her spell. Little did I know she'd make the rest of my voyage hell. Cabin boy, she'd call to me in a voice like buttered bliss. If you take my watch post tonight, I shall reward you with a kiss. I took her watch that night, and every night that she would ask, my unconditional puppy love was getting difficult to mask. We would dangle our legs over the side of the boat and gaze out into the sea. I thought we were the best of friends, Annabelle and me. But then she would say, run along now, go and clean the galley, and there'll be no kiss for you tonight if you take your time and dally. Annabelle, I said one day, do you enjoy kissing me, or is it just because you need chores done on this boat on the sea? She didn't shake her head or smile or even give me a look. The next thing out of her perfect pink lips was, Don't you have oatmeal to cook? My poor heart was just bursting at the seams. I followed her in the day and she followed me in my dreams. Coil that line, swab the deck, clean the head. I did everything she'd ask, just so I could get one small kiss at the end of every task. One night it was just me and her alone on the starry deck. I was going to tell her I loved her so, though I was a nervous wreck. Annabelle, I said to her, I've got something I wish to say. Shut up, you, she snapped at me. Go man the helm and don't delay. I slapped her so hard. Blood streamed from her lip down over her chin. She looked at me, terrified and horrified, but all I did was grin. I grabbed her hair with both my hands and kissed her bleeding lip then picked her up and threw her o'er the side of my beautiful sailing ship. I thought we would be together forever, Annabelle and me. And so now we are, as I am a sailor, and Annabelle is part of the sea. That's a, so the, uh, at the beginning, I was thinking, I've been that guy. I've been that guy. <laughs> yeah. Have you snapped yet? I, mean, I haven't snapped. <laughs> I haven't snapped. But only because the other person ended it before I, I right, could. You got a chance to. <laughs> right, before I had a chance. So you've been that guy? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. But that's, I mean, that's certainly, uh, you know, I think about that sometimes. Not that I would ever, I like I'm, I'm more self-deprecating. You know, I would go into 
you know, oh, my fault. What did I do? Sure. You know, but I, uh, I would, but you know, it does. I do think about it sometimes because people have said like, oh, you're such, you know, you're the nice guy. You're something. One day you're gonna snap. And plus, you know, my house, I've got all kinds of crazy. You know, there's taxidermy everywhere right. and knives, and I'm a butcher and I'm doing taxes. So you know, people think one day I'm just gonna <laughs> snap. But yeah. That's sort of like Revenge of the Nice Guy right there. Yeah, that's what it is. I've been there so many times, except for that yeah. last part. I've never... That's you've never... You, what? You've never... Uh, <laughs> you've never smacked a woman out of... Out of, no, yeah, out, even, out of anger metaphorically, I've never thrown done. her into the ocean. Right, sure. <laughs> uh, I hope people listening will also encourage you to get a website, just a blog. Thank simple, you. Whatever. I'll even Thank help you. you set it up. Wow. No problem. Uh, uh, <laughs> But you've got to at least buy the URL right now. <laughs> so you have the URL. Uh, no, I don't have. I have. I don't have anything. <laughs> we can check. We can check as soon as this is done. We'll check if the All URL right. is right. Um, but that, that is so. And it's now. How long ago did you write that? Oh God, I probably wrote that over a year ago. But the other one, the butchered one, you I wrote, wrote that an an hour before I came here. What the hell? <laughs> this is like. Uh, Again, it's like a national treasure that it's just not uh, being tapped, and it's really. <laughs> you, man, it's are are you always this? Uh, I no, mean, my, just, I feel like my I I, my chest back. has never been so puffed I out. I wouldn't and... have asked you back on the show <laughs> if I didn't believe it. I wouldn't uh, be like I'm like oh god out of some sort of what some sort of obligation. Thank to have you. you. Back on the show no, it's then? great. No. I, it's uh, everyone uh, needs a little ego trip I had a now lot and then. It feels good. Me as well. I was like, <laughs> are you gonna have him back on? Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. Uh, but I, I hope you'll come back for a third time. I would love that. This I would a, love that. And I'm sure the listeners feel the same way. And I would love uh, that. if someone wants to email you, yeah, or I, yeah, I'm on I'm on FetLife. FetLife. Um, and yeah, people can definitely uh, feel free to send me a message. Uh, my name on FetLife is Alistair McDuff. Um, so and, feel free to send me a message. And the, that link to your FetLife profile will be on the website as well, as it always okay. is. But, yeah. Uh, I typically don't friend people I haven't met in real life. But if you send me a message and, you know, you tell me that you heard me on the podcast, I will be very happy to to chat you up. And, yeah, and uh, I'm sure someone that maybe have, seeks advice or words of encouragement. Ab- absolutely. I, I, serious yeah. people. This will not happen unless I, I need your help <laughs> to do this. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Hands up that sweaty. I've been, well, look, I've got my oh, little sweat rag. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See? <laughs> Thanks, Brant. Uh, again, on FetLife, you can find Brant uh, as Alistair McDuff. One word. You can find a link to it on massacast.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yeah.